Welcome back to the 31st episode of the All That Podcast. Today I have a longtime friend of mine, Miss Jeanette Stagg. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing entrepreneurship. Um, how long ago was it that you left your nine to five job? Um, so I w- would say it's probably been. Stop, a- stop. I'm sorry. Before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into that, introduce yourself. Tell the people what exactly is it that you do. Oh my gosh, I thought I did something wrong at first. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> um, so my name is Jeanette Stag. I am a hairstylist. I went to cosmetology in high school. Um, I did that for about two years. I got my hours so that way I could graduate, get my license, and then I went straight into the salon. I started at a chain salon, did that for a couple years, and that was great experience learning, um, you know, men's cuts, kids' cuts, some women's cuts. I let uh, her cut my hair, by the way, a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> was it good? It was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did that for a couple of years, and then after that, I transitioned into a full-service higher-end salon. It was actually a TG, so Tony and Guy-based salon. And that was pretty cool getting to just learn more about styling the hair. It was a totally different industry. So I learned a lot there. Um, I was actually trained by Mo El Curdy. So he was a former Tony and Guy, um, what do you call it? The creative director. So I definitely learned a lot of knowledge from him. That was really cool. And then I decided to take a different route. I wanted to do something mobile. And a lot of people ask how that came about. And what I saw was that it was very normal for like LA or New York to have your stylist come to you. But that just wasn't a thing here. And I was already doing people's hair outside the salon, just some friends here and there outside of salon hours. And they said they loved how convenient it was. So I gave that a go. And it honestly just like took off. It, it was like I really didn't have to market or promote or anything like that. It was just word of mouth and it just spread kind of like wildfire. Right, because I remember um, when you first decided to go in this direction that um, we talked about it. I don't know exactly. I don't remember the specifics of the conversations we had, but I do remember like specifically when you was were making that transition. So was there any... Um, fear in your decision like ugh, like do I really want to do this do I really want to leave you know because a nine-to-five is comfortable you yeah. know you know so but stepping out on your own business is kind of scary did you have any of those fears definitely I mean there was certain circumstances that helped push me to make this decision mm-hmm. um and I think any big or small decision in life where it gets you out of your comfort zone I think a lot of people try to avoid that right um but I definitely live by um a disruptive mindset which means if you are making a decision based out of fear then you probably should get out of that comfort zone and just do it and then I also had some amazing support at the time to help make this decision and um you know they fully had my back and I think that helped a lot. So having a support system to know like, hey, it's going to be okay. And like, yeah, it's scary, but everything always works out. And you don't want to sit there with regret wondering like, oh, what if since you were too scared to try. Right. So, okay, now you made the decision. You got past your fear. You got out of your comfort zone. (laughs) And so 
for you know people listening who wants to know about branching out themselves can you take us through the process of actually starting a business like how is that the first stages of starting this mobile studio oh man <laughs> <laughs> um i would say so I, I definitely i had a lot of help along the way in the sense of like mentors mm -hmm. so get a mentor like a mentor in life or like a business coach and then i was gonna ask you about that because i saw that on your insta story and i was like a business coach <laughs> wow i never even thought of like there's there's somebody that's a, like i mean i i thought the mentor the, the term business coach mm -hmm. was like uh foreign to me so i was like i'm gonna look into that so how do you even get a business coach first of all like is it something you just googled or <laughs> was it um <laughs> Was it, you know, recommended or what was it? Yeah, so actually, um, I knew someone who they had a business coach themselves. And then so I always thought that was like a really great thing. <clears throat> and then I happened to know this woman, um, Lisa Calhoun with Keynote & Co, Keynote & Company. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of my clients and I would always get her ready when she would about to do a seminar or like do a workshop. And... I just I loved hearing the things she was gonna teach these people and then finally I was like why don't I just have you be my business coach because it's kind of one of those things I think a lot of people want to be independent or maybe for finance reasons they want to just DIY everything or like let me YouTube or Google right. at the end of the day it's kind of like outsource savior like time and you kind of are saving money by spending money because you're getting there quicker it's like just like pay someone or I mean not pay someone if you have like a free mentor but right. go to someone who's already done it there's a reason that they are professional and they're offering their services they know how to get you there quicker and they have the advice and the skills for it gotcha so from the outside looking in it seems like your um, journey thus far has been pretty flawless but me knowing uh, better I would imagine that you had some hiccups along the road. No. You had no hiccups? No. It's been easy peasy like the whole time? Like you've had no like... Yeah, isn't that the way life works? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's been sarcastic with me, guys. Okay, I, I fell for it. So. <laughs> okay, you share with us some of your, um, you know, your hiccups, your mistakes or things that you were like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Um... And how did you um, overcome it? Oh, dang. Put me on the spot. I mean, like, I feel like people are always like, what's, like, the worst story? It's yeah. like, I can never really think of one. And I feel like I don't really have anything that stood out. Like, like oh, my gosh, this one time. Which I think is a good thing that I haven't experienced that. Yeah. Um, I would say everything is just a learning curve. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe there are some times maybe I didn't handle a situation well with a client or it wasn't the best customer service. And I'm not afraid to say that because at the end of the day, even now having a successful business, there's still some days like it's like, oh, I could have handled that better. Or it's like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. Did you ever get a bad review? No, I don't. Oh, I'm okay. still five, five stars, Google, okay. Yelp, and Facebook. <laughs> good, no good. bad reviews yet. That's but... Good. um. When it comes to reviews and like constructive criticism or even criticism, I think it's so important to be open to hearing that. Mm -hmm. I follow up with all my clients. Um, and if something's wrong, I, I want to know, like, I want to know how I can improve. Like mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. And at the end of the day, it's like, 
their great example. There was this one client I followed up with her. Um, she wasn't too pleased or it, it just didn't come out how she expected. Um, and the thing is like most people may be scared to hear that or just be like, Oh, whatever, get offended. It's like, I was actually really happy for her to be honest with me because mm-hmm. I hear too many times that people are you know, tell me about their past experiences and they're like, oh, she did this. It wasn't what I wanted. I just didn't go back. And it's like, as stylists, mm-hmm. we want you to tell us this so we can correct the mistakes or make sure you're 100% like satisfied. It's like, we want you to feel good about it. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I, you know, went back the next day at like 7 a.m. before she um, had to go to work. You know, I made it happen. I made sure she loved her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, actually, I told her, I mean, she didn't end up doing it, but I was like, I would love for you to leave me a review Mm -hmm. sharing your experience. You know, the fact that, like, maybe it wasn't totally to your satisfaction that I came back out. Because at the end of the day, I'm not worried about, like, having the five stars. I want people to see, like, the honest reviews of, like, hey, like, it wasn't quite what she wanted, but she made a point to get back out there and make sure she loved her hair. Right. So, guys you want to go out and start a business customer service obviously is very important um (laughs) so what i've noticed from um just me looking at your social media is that you stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing this has um made you evolve as a person in so many different ways like I see like you're getting up at like five in the morning you read more you um you just do things i'm like man this I correlate that with your decision. Do you yeah. do the same? Do you feel that too? Like you making a decision just made you a better person at the end of the day? Wait, what decision? To go out on your own. Oh, and to get, be a get business your, entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I will say um, whenever you become like a business entrepreneur, I think it's kind of like almost a reality check because everything is on you at the end of the day it's like if you're not putting in the time and the effort and like the growth to learn Mm -hmm. um for your business it's like nothing's gonna happen for you especially i think the number one most important thing is time management and like to me i was actually about to ask you about that yeah Yeah. like Uh my number one priority or like most valuable thing in my life is time Um, so that's why I do start my days at like 5 a.m. I I think a lot of people, same here, good for you. Yeah, a lot of people they don't want to get up, and I'm just like, yeah, that's I I don't know, me, that's when I'm the most productive, and it's like I don't have to, I naturally wake up because I wake up like excited, and like my body's just like, hey, let's go, let's get things moving, you know, exactly. Um, so how do you go? I mean, I know getting up, getting up early, like I get up early because I'm like. I hate when people say they don't have time for something because that's the worst excuse oh because you just yeah. don't want to make time for it because I have to work. Okay. If you know you go into work at 11, then you need to get up this at this yeah. time so you you know or stay up till this time like you have time. You're just going to have to make a sacrifice somewhere in that. But um real quick, you know okay. what that truly means? It means it's not a priority. Exactly. So whether that's getting up um if you don't have time to cook, time to work out, time to hang out with someone, it it's not a bad thing. It just mm-hmm. means whatever that is you don't have time for, it's just not a priority to you. It's That's the excuse at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. At one point, I had to um, leave my job for a little while just to reevaluate because I was like, I'm putting more energy into another man's company yeah. <laughs> than I am my own. And, and I was looking at the results of the podcast, and it was successful with minimal 
like you know effort yeah so i'm like if i you know go 100 percent then and it's, and when i did that you know now we're in 26 countries hello but anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's when you really saw it like flourish exactly yeah. so um then i was like man i can really do something with this but how do you go about actually like scheduling do you have a planner do you have like oh my I, god i feel like you keep a tight <laughs> schedule like yes well i'm pretty sure that's why we're doing a podcast right now at eight o'clock in the morning because <laughs> i was like this schedule. is the only <laughs> i was like look this is where i can fit you in take it or leave it <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but okay I, i'm sure people see this all the time and i swear by this brendan burchard's um the high performance planner mm. i don't know if you see me talk about I that <laughs> i swear by this thing like it totally changed my mindset in life it just made me more aware it's made me a better person more productive better at time management mm -hmm. um so what the planner is it is a planner essentially for you to schedule out your day but it's also a high performance journal so um it has your the prompts in the morning that you fill out and it's just like what's a message to yourself what's um someone you can uh reach out to today uh what are some things like if you think might throw you off today how can you handle it it has stuff like that so that way you're keeping those thoughts throughout the day and it kind of just keeps you on track to be more productive or be a better person and what i love at the end of the day there's the evening prompts and then it's kind of just recapping your day so that's where it's like a journal if you want to go back and read it like later on in life and then there's a scorecard so you score yourself on your productivity your influence um if you were able to express your true genuine thoughts your energy um so that's just really kept me on track and has really made me a better person mm -hmm. also it's helped me grow my relationships with my family which is something i've wanted to work on grow relationships um with friends um with people because one thing a lot of people don't know about me is i'm truly an introvert i think it's maybe changed just this year um <laughs> But people don't know that seeing me as a stylist and on social media but at the end of the day it's like if i'm not around anyone or if i would be at like a social gathering i would be that person that was like on my phone in the corner and i didn't care to make the effort to talk to people i was like i can second that <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I i say that's changed like really just at yeah. the beginning of this year yeah. um so yeah got you so i'm big on like some people like when they hear me talk they'll say i'm anti-school but i'm not per se i just think like i'm big on just owning your own things and i got a lot of issues with school but anyway <laughs> like one thing that's very interesting about you to me is that in high school you were like a straight a student like straight a's a b like, calm down let's not over credit no okay she had a one b okay <laughs> at the most and she was uh, like a great ideal student in high school but you did not choose to go the college route why was that not your choice <laughs> because obviously <laughs> yeah. you had the grades to get in anywhere you wanted to go so why was that not i mean i'm happy you didn't go yeah not me but i'm just saying but most people would be like wow that's that's rare like, yeah you know so why did you make that decision you know i love that question because mm -hmm. um there is client more so they're like family friend now they transition because i've i've been cutting them since one of my first clients back when i started so what maybe it's been like five six years now 
Um, and the reason I clicked with this client so well, his name is Todd LG and he's actually kind of like, they're like family dad, but also like a life mentor. Like he helped me a lot with growing and starting up my business when I needed like advice. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing we clicked about was when we were in the, he was in the chair and I was cutting his hair. Um, he was just asking about like where I went to school and like if I'm going to college or why I didn't go to college. And I was like, oh no, college isn't for me. Well, one, because I knew I wanted to be a hairstylist. Like I wanted that to be my career. That was my passion, my dream. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's just kind of something for fun or on the side and nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but people who know me know I've always been into like hair, makeup, fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so she then- was the best dressed girl in school. <laughs> I don't know if she officially got that award, but I'm giving it to her. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that was rigged. I mean... Uh, yeah. No, you were. No, like, but I, I didn't get the vote, so that's what I'm saying. You should have. Yo, hey, okay, yeah, it was rigged. <laughs> I don't know. She should have got it. I remember the first time I ever met her, she had this, like, cheetah print outfit on. I was like, what is this girl? Straight, oh, my God. Straight out of catalog. But go ahead, I'm sorry. But I was telling, <laughs> I was telling Todd, I was like, mm. no, college isn't for me. And he was like, what? He, like, turned his head, looked at me, mm -hmm. and then... From there, we just clicked because he thought it was so cool. He was like, wow, this chick who grew up in, like, Katie Cinco Ranch and, like, you're not trying to go to, like, um, Texas A&M Baylor. You know, those schools to where I think not only as society, but, like, Katie specifically, mm -hmm. we're t kind of taught, like, hey, you're going to go here. You're going to get these grades, this GPA, SAT, and you're going to go to this, like, really amazing college. Right. Um. And I think that is so amazing. People who have that opportunities and want that and know what they want to do. But here's my thing. And this is my opinion. So nobody get like butthurt or offended. <laughs> um, I see too many times. And this was like from people I personally knew where they're told to do this path of one, two, three. They're going into college, not knowing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And it is hard at that age. People don't know what they want to do. So they're going there just to go because they're told and they're getting a degree they have no idea what they want to do with no idea that they even want to be getting it and right. then they change their their major so they lose that credit they're spending mm -hmm. more time there they're losing money <clears throat> and so i will say one thing when i was looking into college when we would have those projects and they're like what college do you want to go to i remember i looked up FITM, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I wanted to go to some kind of fashion school. And I didn't even want to go to a university for fashion. Like, I always just saw, like, I wanted to go to some kind of, like, art or project school like that. What are they called? Like, yeah, those. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what they're actually called. No, I don't. Um, but uh, I just think like too many times we're told to, you know, do these certain career paths that maybe we don't have a passion for. But it's like, hey, this is what's going to set you in life um, to make X amount of money. And you're going to be able to support you and your family. Um, me, I think my biggest advice, and this is for like parents or like even the kid, it's like, don't push your kids to do something they don't want to do. And as yep. yourself, do what's going to make you happy. Of course, we're all concerned about finances at the end of the day. But mm. I feel like me personally, this has worked for myself. I don't worry about finances. I'm successful. I'm doing great in life. Um, 
and the money comes in, it comes out. I enjoy what I do. It's not a job. And at the end of the day, it's supporting me. And, like, do something that's going to make you happy. Because I guarantee, just like people say money doesn't buy you happiness, people are making six figures and they're completely miserable going from their nine to five, waking up and just going through a robotic pattern. Yep. And that's no way to live. I saw a quote yesterday that said, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world or at peace with yourself and at war? Hold on. What did I say? Would you rather no, be? No, you at, had it right. I said, I right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself and at war with the world? With the world, yeah. Yes, and that's I was like, okay, but people like they, um, I don't know what it is. I think people like being comfortable. Like going back to what we. Oh, they do. What we started off with, um, at the beginning of the podcast is the comfort zone thing. It's like growth comes from being uncomfortable yeah that's the only way you, you're gonna grow in uh in uh what am i trying to say that's the only way you're gonna grow but if you don't if you stay comfortable you're just gonna stay in that same space the, yeah. your whole life like and then like you say you're gonna be uncomfortable like i remember i wrote this um when i had the Kyrie show i wrote this skit called a uh, uh i forgot what i called it but it was like basically the uh, a ghost it was your dreams though coming to you on your deathbed and 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 the ghost was there i like personified the ghost and it was talking to this guy on his deathbed and mm-hmm. it was like why did you neglect me like why did you like you're miserable like i'm it was like his mistress kind of you know what i mean and his job was his wife so but yeah i'm big on that too i'm like and the way the economy is going with automation and there's so many jobs that's about to be wiped out and i'm like people please <laughs> find some way to make some money or you have some control yeah. over your finances because like truck drivers for instance there's like 80,000 truck drivers right now okay in five years it's predicted that all 18 roller trucks would be self-driven okay that's Dang. a whole industry that's being wiped out it's like wake up man college anyway we can spend any all, <laughs> we can spend all day on that subject so we'll move on. <laughs> but okay, what has been some of your career highlights? I saw you on the Today Show. Um, I saw you. You was in New York for what, Fashion Week. Yes. So yes. yeah, can you talk about that? How did that come about? Oh man, Big Timer. <laughs> <laughs> so that started in last September. I um, okay. So there's hairstylist Joseph Maine. He's a celebrity stylist based out of New York, and he mm-hmm. works at Serge Normand. So. He actually is from Katy, Texas. He went to the same cosmetology school. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. Um, And the way I knew him was his sister, Sabrina. We went to cosmetology together. Mm. And I have always looked up to Joseph, like, always since, like, day one. I was like, oh, my gosh, your brother's amazing. Like, his life, like, everything about him. Um, So I was like, do you think he'd be down for me to ever come, like, learn from him? And honestly, I was expecting, you know, maybe to fly to New York and just get, like, an hour or so, ask him, like, a few questions or maybe, like, hey, how could you style this hair? Some tips and tricks. Yeah. And he was like, I think it would be amazing if she came during Fashion Week. Um, So, yeah, I literally went during Fashion Week in September last year, 2018. It was truly amazing getting to watch him. It was just, like something i've always dreamed of and never thought would happen yeah um 
so we got to work with Katie Holmes. Um, oh, name drop. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte McKinney. <laughs> I mean, people will see the photos. Um, I, I personally, I don't really like to name drop, but I think people ask, and oh, this, that's what they want to hear. You should. It's your resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just so amazing getting to see the way he worked, and then it was like. Even if I took one tip from that, or anytime I go to these classes, I take one tip. That's one tip I'm going to take on for the rest of my career. Right. Um, so then after that, uh, I was probably there not as long as I would like to be because I had some weddings before and after that I had to work. But I was super grateful for the time. And then come February, he was like, hey, uh, he, you know, he reaches out and he's like, what do you think about coming back for Fashion Week? And I just about died. I felt like it was like getting one of those texts from like a boy or something. I see my phone is like Joseph Maine. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Joseph's texting me? And then he was like, he asked me that. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I'm there in a heartbeat. I'm all over this. So I went out and this time I got to be there for a week and this one was totally different. The last one was a lot of go sees. We go to the clients, we get them ready. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't more so do the runway shows anymore. So we get the clients right. ready, they go to the events. This one is really cool because it was a lot of photo shoots. So we got to do a photo shoot that was um, for a fall fashion line for the website. We got to do editorial, which is like, they were drenched in like Chanel where they're like, their action shots like jumping up in the air swinging their purse around stuff you see in like magazines yeah um you know so this one was a totally different trip totally different experience <clears throat> and then after that it was so crazy he ends up giving me a call one day hmm. and then same thing i was like oh what's he called <laughs> and then he was like so how do you feel about like coming out here more often and this was something i had talked about with my mom since like day one she was like maybe he'll have you come out more often you can like assist him be his assistant and I was like okay calm down like I'm just going out there let's not like overthink the big picture yeah. and the fact that he was asking like I I just couldn't even believe it. I was like oh my gosh this is like what I just dreamt of but I I wouldn't even say dream because I was like no that'll never happen yeah and so you know jump to date now what are we in uh May May 1st time mm -hmm. is flying by it is. um I go there like once a month now ever since February um, and all, yeah, so it's, it's really cool. I'm super grateful and I just can't believe like where I am knowing back in high school, I was just like looked up to this amazing hairdresser and I was like, yeah. I want to be him one day and, and now, now you're, I'm his assistant. Bam. <laughs> wow. So you made a, an interesting point that I want to expound on real fast. So you said you were willing to fly to New York just to have an hour with this guy. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the importance of humbling yourself and being a sponge of knowledge when you're trying to do anything, whether it's like you're an artist, whether you're, well, you're, a, you're a form of an artist yourself, but whether you're a business owner, which you are also. Um, <laughs> I'm everything. You're everything. <laughs> but um, it's very important to humble yourself and be a student and ask a lot of questions. Like I'm big on cold calling, cold calling people or just DMing people, I don't know, just asking questions about something that they might have more knowledge on than I do. So mm -hmm. can you talk about the importance of being a great student? No matter how successful you think you are, you should always have that um, humble yourself to be open to more knowledge. Well, for starters, it's like, this is a given. It's like, leave your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to going to a class or even just 
conversing with someone, whether it's yeah. business or not. I love like, that you said conversing because I hate when people say conversators. Like this when not you're right conversating. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, conversing. <laughs> I gotta give that a shout out to my friend Louisa because I would always say conversating, and she was like converse, converse. and yes. she would like get on me, and then finally I said converse, and she's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> So if, it, if you guys take nothing from this, take, learn the word converse. Exactly. Conversating um, is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I would say my biggest, I think this is my biggest thing. Whenever I'm teaching someone, mm -hmm. I'm just going to just say this how I think. I just want to be like, shut up and just listen. Because yeah. you know when you try to teach someone and they just want to like keep interrupting yeah. or they ask you a question and before you can answer it, they're already asking you another one. Mm -hmm. So I'm like you're not even really trying to know the answer. It's kind of like you're just wanting to hear your own voice. Right. Um, it's like, even if you know something, yeah, there's some things I already know when I go to classes or someone's like telling me something in the industry. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing you can do is like show respect, just be quiet, listen, and like truly listen, be present and like take in what they're saying. Like there's always going to be something you can learn. And at the end of the day, like don't act like you know everything because you don't. There's always something to learn. Always. Yeah. Always. So last question. Um, what is your end goal? What have you not accomplished that you want to accomplish? Oh, like <laughs> in what? Is there like a time span or like no, life? No, or? period. Just end goal. What is, what is, what's the point that you want? You get to this point and you're like, okay, I made it. Or will you ever get to that point? Because you might be a kind of person who's never satisfied and wants to achieve more and more but just answer the first question just <laughs> one thing that's on your bulletin board like i gotta get there like and then i'll be i'll think i made it i finally made it when i do this you know my one answer to that and then i'll say the reasoning mm -hmm. my one goal in life was to make a name for myself mm -hmm. when i first started in the salon um they asked what do you want? What are your goals? I said, mm -hmm. I just want to make a name for myself. That's mm -hmm. been it since day one. Yeah. And I feel like I have accomplished that branching out on my own. And the reason I want to emphasize on my own, mm -hmm. I would not be where I am today. Had I stayed, you know, working in the salon or working under someone and not taking that chance. Mm -hmm. And that chance was, you know, that risk of not knowing I took a pay cut, which I think people are scared to take, but yeah. it works out in the end. It, it always works out in the always end. Always think long term, guys. Yes. yes. You guys, stop being scared. Yes. Like, let's grow some balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where I am now, it's so crazy. And I say this so humbly and so grateful. I have people reach out and they're like, I've heard such amazing things about you. Or people will post on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for a hairstylist. And then, like, five people in a row okay. will be, like, Katie Mobile Studio, Jeanette Stagg, this yeah. person. They're like, oh, my gosh, wait. And they'll reach out to me, and they're like, I've heard about you or not realizing it's me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, I have to take a moment, like, oh, my gosh, look at where I am. Like, this is all I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. Of course, I still want to keep making a name for myself, whether it's in different states or the country or traveling or New York. I mean, <laughs> but I've definitely hit that goal, and I am, like beyond grateful and I think one thing I really want people to do is that they don't is people don't take moments of gratitude mm -hmm. and it's so important True. to 
have that gratitude on yourself or words of affirmation on yourself. It's like you don't need to get words of affirmation or gratitude from somebody else to feel it. And it's actually really bad that yep. people rely on that to hear it from other people. Exactly. It's like, no, you should be able to like have that moment to yourself, whether right. you're writing it, speaking it. or I'll literally look in the mirror sometimes. I'm like... You are awesome. You're <laughs> no, the- seriously, like you have to, you have to do that, like because words are powerful. So, yeah. but I always tell people, be careful what you speak over yourself. Like people was like, I'm, I'm this or I'm not this. I'm like, okay, and you're like you're speaking that into existence. Like yeah. you're, you're saying you're not this, you're not that, you're not, you're not gonna be it because that's what you're speaking over yourself. So yeah, I'm big on that too. Wait, isn't there like a word or a phrase for that? Um, not congruency. Um, you're never gonna think of it. Look, it's like charades. Uh, uh, not visionary. Um, um, I can't think of it. Yeah, if you guys think of it, let us know of the word we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm big on symbols, guys, and I like like is this full circle moment right now because we're literally sitting across from our high school where we met. Cinco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> C-O-U-G-A-R-S Wait, can you, do the, can you do the logo? I never can okay. do the logo Anyway, um, she's throwing up gang signs out here, guys <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but no, nah, it's full circle because It's like, what, six um, It'll be seven years at the end of the month So seven years later, we're sitting here We both own our own business whoop, whoop. Doing our own thing And it's crazy, right? Wow, what a symbolic Thing. It's us. It's fate that we that you that I didn't have my studio set up because I just moved to another house and we had to come here right across from Cinco. Would you look at that? Uh, I wouldn't say fate. It was just convenient. Okay, could you just go along with it? <laughs> <laughs> this is like high school. I'm trying to create a story here. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on. And can you tell the people where they can find you? If they want their hair did. Uh, my <laughs> address. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so you can look up Katie Mobile Studio pretty much anywhere. Website, Google, Yelp, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find portfolio work, all of that. And then it has all the contact info for um, number, email, all that great jazz. Um, definitely reach out. So we do hair, makeup, bridal, prom season. It's almost over. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then for the cuts, we do men and women because I think a lot of people ask if we do men's cuts as well. And yes, we do. Gotcha. So the key word in that is mobile, guys. So even if you don't live in the Houston area, if you live in Paris and you're listening because I mentioned that we are in 26 countries. Oh, crrr. <laughs> <But laughs> yeah, anyway. wait, wait. Because <laughs> I just did a photo shoot you in did? Italy. Really? Okay. Yeah, if you're yeah. in Italy, if you're in Italy if, you Italians, yeah, you need me, I'll anywhere, be back. Anywhere you at, she can come to you. So, yeah. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, had getting me up this early. I was up anyway. Before but, me? I don't know. I woke up at like I woke up kind of late today, like six something. When did you? Oh, wake you up? bum! I was up at five. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's not being invited again. She called me a bum on my show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some things will never change. Anyway, thank you, Jeanette, <laughs> for coming on. And guys, go check her out to get your hair did. I hope you guys got something. Um, out of this podcast and please do not hesitate to go for your dreams get out of your comfort zone and remember it is converse not conversate goodbye <laughs>